0: I don't have an intro written for this week because I don't know what to talk about because it's everything's been the same since the last episode. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah. home, work, yeah. Akira, Dan, yeah. sleep, eat, you know, there's nothing <laughs> new. Yeah. Like Akira's been uh, drawing heaps and she's been singing a lot and dancing. Like she's quite creative. That's kind of new, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So she she has been doing it little by little, but now she like she can sing like I don't know if this is normal for a kid her age, but she sings like five songs. But they're all like um not words, you know, like they're just humming and yeah, she's funny. She when I'm like dance, Akira, and she would like do her little tippy tap and then she'll get down on the floor and kind of like do break dancing. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think
1: yeah, no, that's good. I've yeah. seen my friends' stories like, and their kids; they're doing something quite similar.
0: Yeah,
1: and having singing and then like breaking up into a dance, or doing both at the same time. <laughs> Very cute. I love it. I'm looking
0: forward to it. Yeah. That's how everyone who you are and what you do. um
1: So I'm Julie, and I co-owned um, Acute. But now I'm the sole trader of Acute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I um, make jewellery, design jewellery and, and I'm wholesaling or carrying other brands in my store right now which yeah. has been a very exciting adventure.
0: Yeah so you've expanded your brand pretty much. Yes yeah. so so I pre-planned before
1: like I gave birth um, just to get in there straight away mm-hmm. um, just to easier on my hands and just like my being because um, mm-hmm. I knew that like Making things, it's very labor intensive as you know. Mm. Um, so, we just started carrying other things and expanded, and it's been like very fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing a cute? Uh, so,
1: I'd say I'm, I've lost count, but I think it's up to eighth or ninth year
0: now. So, it's yeah, been right. a while. So, have I started you? with Kelly in 2012. Yeah, yeah. Ah, mm. so you and Kelly, your sister, started Acute together. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Kelly um, was the candle making part of Acute. Yes. So yeah. she, so it's basically like almost two brands under one umbrella. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But now during um, COVID time, and I think over the years, like she's wanted to do her own thing.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and I've wanted to do my own thing as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, now yeah we're separate but it's been good i think like it's been quite healthy yeah yeah, yeah that's good mm. what were you doing before acute um so i started out doing um science so okay. my background is in like science yeah correct. and then yeah but you know how like it's always like art and science they kind of always like commingle mm-hmm. so then yeah i have a degree in science and then afterwards i um, studied illustration. Yeah, and then okay. after I did, yeah. So then after I jumped through that, um, I started doing lots of markets. Um, yeah. And then that's
0: how I became acute afterwards. So you went straight from uni a science yeah. degree to another degree, an uh, illustration? Yeah, I a, a diploma in illustration. Yeah, and then straight into acute. Uh,
1: yeah, and then because um, with the illustration, I did. Um, do that part-time while I was like working in some sort of like um, what's it called a call center or Medibank
0: okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that's like, my soul
1: so <sighs> then I
0: started to after that how is so a call center job I've heard I don't I don't think I've heard good things about um well I think like
1: when you people tend to stay longer than they should it's usually for um the people So you do meet lots of, like, like like-minded or just very cool people.
0: Mm. Um,
1: But the call centre job itself, it's very repetitive. Mm. Um, And then when you try to be creative, you get called out for it because you're not following the script. Oh, really? Um, The daily thing you're supposed to – I did, like, a nurse on call program where Uh I am supposed to enrol, like, um, customers or clients into um, the nurse on call program, which is Mm. a free program.
0: Mm.
1: follow a script and you're supposed to get like a certain amount of enrollments a day mm. um yeah but then like yeah got grown very quickly
0: yeah and then
1: you involve yourself in like the office politics and
0: mm-hmm. then when I
1: saw that I was I was just like okay this is not good for myself
0: so, yeah, right. yeah. I would imagine it's a bit stressful to be working towards kind of numbers a day was that yeah. stressful? like trying to enroll 10 people, for example, in a day? What if you don't? Like do you get in trouble? What if you What cool. if you enroll more? Does that roll over to the next day? Yeah, I know, right? Well, luckily um, I think I had a really good boss. Mm.
1: So I think um, like there was pressure and then when I, when you don't re- reach the certain amount of enrollments or you kind of like go off the script, like the, manager was, like, really nice about it, took you to a room and, like, talked to you. Oh, okay. And, like, it was actually really nice looking back. Like, if I hear, like, other people's horror stories, like, mine wasn't like that. Yeah, um, you were the so, lucky
0: one. Yeah, it was actually nice. <laughs> How did they know you went off script? Because uh, I listened to your recordings.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, all the recordings and, like, all the things that you'd say. Like, I think, like, I said... Some pretty dodgy things to get people to enroll. Um, like the manager played it back to me and like, look, that's not what you're supposed to say. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I knew I knew I was in the wrong, but it was just funny when I got caught out. Though. That's
0: so that's um funny. not yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Mm. Um, so you were doing that for a while while you were studying illustration.
1: Yes, I think mean, I was doing that for a year mm. and a bit. And then illustration was a year as well. Yeah. Um, mm, and you knew you wanted to do jewellery? Uh, yeah. No. So then at the markets, uh, when I started doing the markets uh, along with the illustration course, I started because I sold some illustrations. Yeah. Um, and back then I loved, like I still love fashion. but I love fashion to the point where it's was like almost fast fashion. Um, and then I needed to buy more clothes. So then I had to sell my clothes at the markets al- yeah. along with my illustration.
0: Love it. Yeah. Um, and
1: then I was, <laughs> and then my, um, one of my cousins gave me this beading kit where you just make your necklaces. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? i like your necklaces as well.
0: Yeah. So I started making,
1: the- and then I was like, what else can I make? Yeah. So I found white clay and then um, sold necklaces make- made from polymer clay. Yeah. And on the first like three weeks, I made like eight hundred dollars just to oh like yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, I can make a living from this. <laughs> um and then in the next couple of weeks, like I kept doing well, and then Callie was like, oh, I'm gonna make candles and join you. And yeah. so she joined me, and then we both like just I don't know, it just snowballed into the brand it is or mm. the brand it was before I became a sole trader. Mm. Um it was really exciting, so yeah.
0: That's a really cute. That that's a really cute story. You have three sisters.
1: Yes, that's Um, where the the,
0: name came from.
1: Yes, so the third sister, Kathy, um, she came up with the brand name.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not too sure. The I think like it was either the triangle, the three of us, but she wasn't in the business. Yeah, thought cute and it had a ring to it. Yeah, and then people always associate it with being cute. But I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe because the name says acute. So people were like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> These things are cute. <laughs> did being pregnant affect your day-to-day while you were working? Oh, of course. Um, wait, did, it, of course it affected you, right? Because like,
1: oh, I actually, yeah, I remember how you were saying um, on the podcast, like you were, like, you kept working.
0: Yeah. Oh sorry, I just want to say I love that you listen to every episode that it really makes me feel all fluffy and nice. Thank you.
1: Oh, of course. <laughs> insightful. And also like, um, the more I listen to your podcast, the more my judgments of being a parent like fall away as well. Is it because there I, I set things- the lowest standard possible? No, not not so. <laughs> <laughs> um you like storytell or like help other like parents like tell their story about being parents um and then i think last week there was like that couple with the jenga yeah, jess and james yes um they were talking about how like they let their kids sleep with them mm. um and like you know a lot of people do do it and i said mm. and I, I thought i thought you know the Sims thing the red nose thing as well mm. but then like i started I was like look a lot of people do do it i don't even know why i'm like shocked because I don't know. It's just like such a common thing. And when she said like, how can you not? I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? She's right. Like when you're really tired, like sometimes that does happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I think things like that, just when I start judging parents for saying those things, like it just makes me rethink, like why am I
0: even judging? Like it happens all the time and you're doing your best as well. Yeah. Um, As long as you're safe and, you know, being safe about it. And I, mm -hmm. well, we're from a co-sleeping culture. you were born here though (laughs) you were born (laughs) so i guess our upbringing's different but uh, in my country in thailand sorry what's your background i keep forgetting
1: Um, i'm vietnamese Vietnamese.
0: (laughs) (laughs) is it malaysian vietnamese i can't remember (laughs) sorry but you were born here so um I would imagine it would be different your upbringings. Like you have your own rooms and stuff or yeah. you might share a room with your sibling. But my, my mum and I shared a bed, like we co-sleep for years and um, oh, wow. yeah, actually we co-sleep. I think I moved here. I don't know what, when I moved here at 14 and I just, I think I co-slept with her until I was like 12 just because one was that we don't have a a spare room either to fit everyone, like our house was small, but also it's how we are. Like it's totally normal in Asian countries where they just pile into one room, share a massive mattress or whatever. So I find it normal to be co-sleeping with my baby as long as I'm safe about it. Like it took me ages to feel good about sleeping next to her because also she's new yeah. you know um yeah. she was new and yeah but it's I, I think it's a normal thing yeah but, I like yeah but also while we were having trouble with her sleeping we were suggested by multiple people that she might be sleeping better if she has her own room and I mm. kind of agree because like i I think she felt our presence and stuff. So she stirs and, you know, things like uh-huh. that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's is is your little one in her own room?
1: Um, so we moved into like a smaller place to be closer with my parents. Mm. Um and she she sleeps in her own crib, but she's next to us in the bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. she's she's been with us since it starts. So we've been like really lucky. But mm. the first few days like um she slept on my chest or she slept next to me. Mm. And then I got told, look, look like, read this information. Mm. Um, paranoid. But, like, I, me and Tom, my partner, we 100%, like, understand both. Mm. And, like, I can imagine, like, if I was, like, a single mother or didn't have him and he worked, like, full-time, not mm. at home. Mm. A different story. Mm. So, yeah, it's amazing. And it's, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. normal. And I... Yeah. I wish I could put Akira down in her cot when she was little and she would be content, but she'd wake up almost straight away yeah. or after half an hour and the only way I could get her to sleep for more than half an hour is for her to, it's either we hold her or she next, Ooh. like, in between us, next to us on the top of our Ooh. bed. So desperate times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. At the same time, like, sometimes it's, like, quite nice
0: mm.
1: when you say um, mm that
0: Hmm. yeah Yeah. so um (laughs) back to the working while being pregnant um was it that's right was it getting hard for you because do you sit down to do stuff most of the time um i do yeah so Hmm. it was really
1: hard and it was really hard when um because like you know you with my business i wanted to like do lots of production Hmm. So then, when the range comes out, it's already ready to go, and mm. I can just like pack and send. Mm.
0: But
1: because like that whole time, I was like so lethargic, mm. so tired, typical. And then like I had really bad eczema as well, mm. so like so bad that it hurt to move. Um, so I was really slow at like making, and then like it was pretty pretty slow. But then I just tried to like do my best. Yeah. Um and I had to work every day, but then, like, I could only work a few hours a day. Mm. So then that's why, like, carrying other brands is much easier
0: mm. because I to, like, do lots of production. it's really hard. Mm. Did you have eczema on your hands? Oh, it was everywhere. Oh. It was, like,
1: all, it was all over my body, like, to the point where, I don't know, like, just, like, raw and mm. I had to go on... Um, Pretty strong steroids afterwards, but like my boobs, oh my gosh, it was just like I don't know, it looks pan fried.
0: That's painful. So
1: cool. Yeah, no, it's been painful.
0: Like I have and, pictures, but I can oh. <laughs> <them later. laughs> um, my Is that is that from pre- being pregnant? Is that from pregnancy? <laughs> it makes it flare in up.
1: Child- yeah, so in childhood, I had really bad childhood eczema. And then from teen onwards it was fine, it was manageable. I didn't even really get it. Um, but then like yeah, carrying Lyra, um, mm. it just started like flare up really badly and mm. I think like, your immunity goes to the baby. Yeah. So okay. then like so totally like sucked everything off me mm. and then went to the baby. But you know, you'd rather it that way anyway. Yeah, yeah. And then like for the first, like, four or five months, um, I tried not to, like, use any steroids and I just dealt with the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I got the clear from the doctor saying, like, look, everything including the nose and mouth, everything should be, um, like, fine, it's developed already so you can go in steroids mm-hmm. because some of the that I was using, it could cause, like, cleft palate. Um, what? Yeah. As in cleft palate, mm-hmm. what it is? Or, you know, yeah, you know, you know, sorry, right? I mean,
0: like, that's, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, so, um, but most of it, like, um, he feels like doctor was showing me the studies and it could, if you ingest it mostly, but if you use, like, strong topical, like, it's not likely, it's inconclusive, the evidence, but um, he was just giving me the risk factors, that could cause, so as long as, <laughs> I wasn't ingesting it, so it's okay. But other people who might have lupus or something, um, if they have to ingest, like, pills, with
0: that, that certain ingredient and it could cause. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's interesting what kind of Yeah, tracking. science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like for real. It's like I find those stuff, yeah. like how, how does it, how does steroid cream or tablet, you know, colorate with your baby might be having cleft palate? Like it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, and kind yeah, of yeah. scary. Yeah it is, it is. Mm. But I just have to say that. Mm-mm. Yeah. So did um mm. does Lyra have eczema too? Uh yeah, so she's got a bit. Mm. Um does kind of it kind two. of get passed on. Right. I think so. Mm. I think so.
1: Mm. Um I think um also like maybe what I eat as well, because mm. I'm still pressing milk. Mm. Um so it could be like, yeah. Um, dairy, so I cut that out a bit and like like refined carbs as well. Mm-hmm. I think she's like manage it's manageable, treatable like manageable right now. Um and also I'm running low on milk. So my friend gave me her breast milk. Yeah, so I'm cool. feeding her Yeah, and uh, my friend's breast milk, she's she's had the same problem. So but she's fully like on dairy free, mm-hmm. gluten free, all these So her milk's like really good.
0: Yeah, um, yes. So I'm really
1: lucky gave me some. Um, but she gave me like five liters, and we've been like, like feeding uh, Lyra her milk, my milk, mm. and formula as well. Mm.
0: Um, and she's okay. Like, it's not terrible, and yeah, it's fine. Does Lyra accepted her breast milk? Like, does she? How yeah. that she? Uh, kind of know that it's not yours.
1: Not really. <laughs> I when, know.
0: I, when I when I asked because um there was a state where I had to give Akira my friend's breast milk. So I went into surgery and um I had to be on pain medication that um yeah. On, yeah plus um I went I wasn't home so but I couldn't pump enough in time. So my friend yeah. pumped for me her breast milk and Ooh. you know how um the fatty stuff or when you freeze yeah. it or whatever, the fatty stuff's always on the top. My friend's yeah. milk is just full of those goodness. And I was just like, oh, my God, your breast milk look amazing. <laughs> mine is mostly clear. And we fed it to Akira and Akira straight away knew it was in mine. Ah. She, was, she paused yeah. and she was like, yeah. because she was just, she, she didn't hate it or she yeah. didn't love it we we couldn't figure it out but she was drinking it but she paused and she knew she's like wait a minute this is different <laughs> yeah that was cool yeah, yeah. no drink my- all this good stuff <laughs> um
1: was your friend um a mother of a boy? Yes. Yes, cuz my friend she's a mother of a boy as well and they um yeah they create more fat for the boys. So she told me that and she also said like um Lara could reject it as well. Um so yeah, same situation. But um it, she didn't find there was any difference so she kept drink, drinking everything. Yeah, yeah. Um and, uh, interesting that like a boy's mother could produce milk with more fat in it mm-hmm.
0: for them. So that's so interesting. interesting. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh, I've learned so many things already today. <laughs> well I learned so many things in your podcast so <laughs> um, yeah, right. That's so cool. Um, so how is she now? How old is she now? Um, so she's leaning on five months. Oh I gosh. have, like, count
1: of that week. So, yeah. yeah. Kind of
0: saying, how was towards the end of the pregnancy?
1: Um, so towards the end it was, um, oh, you know, I think the same, like, as a lot of people, like I felt puffy, tired. Um, I think my Tom was doing everything for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then I think I was like you are still trying to like make things to the very end as well. Um, stock park. Yeah, so that was,
0: yeah, tried to self-help and try to organise business. Okay, so let's talk about the birth. Like did you have a plan about what you wanted? Yeah. So
1: um, I had a rough plan what I wanted. Uh, I think we wrote it. I wrote, I typed it down. But it was basically just like natural birth, no drugs if I Mm. could, Mm. Um, go to the hospital, do Mm. it there. Mm. Um, You know, just like cookie cutter sort of way. Mm. Um, And then, but when that happened, like when it happened, my labour pains came. Um, Yeah, it didn't turn out that way. Everything we wanted to do didn't happen, and everything like the midwife told us not to do like get um, my water broken by the midwife like they did. <laughs> so, <laughs> everything that I wanted to um, just put up, everything I wanted to put in plan didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I had a cesarean, <laughs> yeah, 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 so it was fine, but um, yeah. Is disappointing, but looking back, as long as it was a safe birth, it was fine. So, I think a factor of me having an emergency c section was the night before. Um, I mm-hmm. had like light labor pains, um, and I didn't sleep. I think like, I was really tired. And then the next day, um, me and Tom were watching, like, uh, the watching survivor, the um, finale, yeah, it was so good. So, that was remember and then I started getting like the serious labor pain you were so excited um, and so, <laughs> I was like oh my gosh I wanted that person to win yeah so they won um and then um so then we went to our bedroom and then we just started like counting the time um and then like it was getting really bad and then like I was talking to you about like did I sound like a hippo or a cow
0: are you were you serious Oh sorry. <laughs> I thought you were like, anything <laughs> while you were in labor you were texting me. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. Um how were we met each other like did you sound like a hippo yeah, yeah, or a yeah. cow? And I yeah. I was like a cow. <laughs> was it a cow or a hippo? I, I, my spirit animal was a hippo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, well I think
1: I was like a cow. They <laughs> sound so really loud. I live in a small place. So I think the neighbours could hear. Anyway, we went to the hospital, um, and Solara was born on 30th, like in March, the end of March, and that was like the start of the pandemic as well. So um, everything was really spot and start went on our way to the hospital because, yeah. like, so many like, precautions was taken because it was just the start of the pandemic. Nobody knew what to do. So yeah. it was kind of like, okay, you can come to the hospital um, and then make sure you wear a mask, or otherwise, we can deliver a mask to you. So it was very, like, over, like, cautious. Yeah. So we got to the hospital um, and then, like, you know, I was, like, making cow noises the whole time. Um, And then I think it was, like, at 2 a.m. in the morning. And then when we went there. um, We just, like, started to, like, I got undressed, um, got comfortable. And then I think I opted to have the – what's that thing where you – Yes. Have the gas? Yeah. So I started, like, having the gas. Mm. And then I was like, okay, this is fine. This is a good time. like mm. painful. And then the nurse was like, just make sure you keep breathing because I started, like, breathing really shallowly. Shallow. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then after that, like, she was like, you should have a shower. And I was, like, thinking to back in your podcast, how you said, like, you had a shower? And I was, <laughs> Why are you telling good? me you a shower? <laughs> Yeah, no, I really don't want to have a shower. Yeah. Um, and then I like I went to like the sh- tried to have a shower and Tom was helping me and I just couldn't. I couldn't even go. to, like I wanted to go to the toilet. Everything was just so painful. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't end up having a shower. I went back in the bed and then tried to keep having gas. And then after the gas, um, we went on to something else. I don't remember. What's the next one after gas? Do you Morphine. Know? Morphine. It could. Oh, I think morphine no we didn't do that because i think um because i have asthma and they said like the morphine like really yeah so um i think like yeah i think they just gave me some sort of i think it was just panadol actually and yeah um just to see how that would help reduce pain okay. um and then after that um it got so bad that i was just like all right yeah so the baby um she was like she was fine she wasn't really they weren't showing signs of struggle. she wasn't showing you signs of struggle mm-hmm. um and then um at the start i was dilating five centimeters mm-hmm. and that was you know i think that was a lot at the start and i thought I would progress but I didn't and it'd been like five hours at this point yeah. um, and then after that um, it got like ink, but even more um, and then I was just like, oh, look, maybe I could have epidural uh, because I was a bit over it <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then so they just get yeah, so they gave me epidural but the person, the midwife who gave it to me, I think she was like tired or something, because like she uh, she had to stab me in the spine like five times. No. And then. Yeah, and then Tom <sighs> he was like holding me while that was
0: yeah, happening. I was sweating.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, luckily I didn't feel it because she kept stabbing me in the side. It's fine, but um, so Tom was like watching me like bleed like five different holes in <laughs> oh, my back, and he, like, and then I was freaking out, so I was just, like as long as the baby's okay, is the baby okay? And then nobody was, like, really worried about the baby. They were kind of just worried about, like, me <laughs> and my bleeding and trying to, like, focus because I think I was, like, becoming really floppy because I, huh? I I don't know, had too much gas as well. Oh so God. I think it was partly, like, me to blame that she kept missing but also, like, maybe it was her because why did she keep missing? Um. Then, <laughs> uh, okay, Then <laughs> we finally, like, did it properly. Um, and then they, you know, they had to, like, I don't know, just, like, change me to a different bed um, or just, like, change the bed because I think, like, it was all wet and stuff because afterwards, before that, they, like, broke my water. Mm. Um, yeah, and then after that, um, it was fine because I felt, like, less pain. Uh, a little bit of contractions, but it was fine. Um, but then, like, um, I think two, three hours afterwards, um, after like waiting for my for me to dilate like, a bit further, I didn't. And then they were just like checking the babies, like monitoring the baby, mm. and she was like sort of like getting tired. Mm. Um, and then after that, um, they were just saying, "Okay, so I think um, now it's time to like consider C-section." And they were just giving me like this feel about the like, C-section, how it's fine, how it's normal. Um, and they're just like, okay, well, I think if in the next hour, nothing keep, nothing progresses, we'll just like get you to do C-section. And I was like, okay, well, I feel safe. And, you know, they're saying like they do this all the time. Hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, fine, let's just like go ahead to do it. Yeah. Um, but each step of the way, like, Tom was saying like because I kept going from one drug to mm-hmm. the next drug, I, I think like the struggle I think it just like did a snowball effect. Right. So I'm not sure how to I'm not sure how to explain it. But in a way where like if I wasn't tired and I like slept the night before, I think it would have like helped me to deliver normally. But because it went from one thing to another, like it kind of Made the situation a bit like I don't know. C section was the cause of the thing before.
0: Yeah, I don't. I you feel like be. you're kind of blaming yourself for the way it ended, but you're not. Like you, how can you sleep while going through the contraction? Oh, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I so. yeah, yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself, because your baby's here, mm-hmm. and yeah c sections are you went through it yourself like it's hectic yes <laughs> you know yeah yeah but um yeah
1: but the main thing oh see a cat um but the main thing is um yeah like they're really professional um so props to sunshine hospital yeah um for doing a really good job um and, like, as I was saying, like, start started COVID. So, everyone was like extra wary. Mm. There was like less staffing up the theatre as well. Um, but everything just like took a lot longer because they had to like keep changing their masks, their gloves. Like, oh. everything had to stay like super sterile. Um, yeah. So, when I went to the operating room, like, Tom couldn't be there because obviously, like, everyone was like scared about the COVID situation. Uh, so unfortunately yeah, for him he didn't like see the baby until afterwards oh. uh, which was a bummer yeah, yeah but that's mm. fine but he's got to like spend so much time with her now especially mm. like working from home like not many dads get that mm. and like Tom's still like Got his job and he's actually thriving as well and yeah. he gets to be with lyra all the time mm-hmm. um so we're actually worried about like having a second child Second child's not going to have the same attention so that's like the upside of this covid situation yeah, yeah Yeah. but um during the c-section like it was fine like i had um the anesthetist talk to me um while they're operating um, and then, like the midwife was describing to me, like C-section, how, oh, you know, it'll be like you're a suitcase, and they're just gonna like take things out, put things back in, ruffle r- around. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's
0: a, a something analogy. I'm not too sure.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> um, help
0: you feel better, but in a way, does did that help? <laughs>
1: no i was like that sounds so weird
0: yeah i would have been like please stop
1: (laughs) do what you need to do i don't need to know how
0: the meat is made (laughs) Um, yeah so um anyway so that was fine how was tom during labor with you
1: so he was amazing um i think it was like the best couldn't have asked for a better support partner Mm. (laughs) every contraction that came on he was there for me um like massaging me like talking to me holding my hands like doing everything that a good partner would do um and then at one point because he was really tired as well so he had a nap um and then i let him nap while like some contractions came because i was like you know he deserves (laughs) that. he's like been helping me the whole like this whole ordeal um yeah so yeah it was really good um and then after we had that cesarean, um, that operation, hmm. uh, it took me, it took us like two hours for them to discharge me from that theatre room because they weren't sure where to put me. Because oh my gosh. I forgot to mention before um, going to a hospital, we had like um, an appointment with the midwife at the at the same hospital two weeks prior, and um, afterwards they called us a few days later saying that we came in contact with a nurse that had COVID and she was asymptomatic. So then like, we're just like kind of freaking out because we could have had like, you know, COVID. Um, So that's why everything was like put into extra caution because we could have like had it. So when we went to hospital, everyone's like really wary of us. And then we were put in a separate room. So then like before being discharged from the theatre to my room, it took two hours because like they had to like I don't know, brief everyone on, on our situation, um, make sure everyone like had to change like the mask and sanitize the room. Um, so Tom was kind of just like saying waiting in the room for like two hours for me before he could see Lyra. Oh. So but yeah, I know. So it took ages, but it was like surreal at the same time. It we were both like running on fumes so I suppose like as long as the baby was safe we just saw the bigger picture and yeah it was overall it was good because we were in good care but it took a long time but we yeah. we're in good hands.
0: Yeah. Did you have to do the COVID tests,
1: you and Tom? Uh, no so I think um, no we didn't because after a few days like we still weren't showing symptoms although we could have been asymptomatic have test, yeah However, but, um, I think, because it was just the start, nobody really understood still everyone like information was still being fed
0: to, yeah you, you got that everyone that was the weird uh time as well, because I think uh yeah. memory march twenty fourth was the lock when the lockdown starts, and you got yeah. the whole okay, we're in lockdown, but we're yeah, because we don't know what the protocol is, so you're kind of stuck in, in limbo yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's odd how they're like okay this this couple might have covid so we got to be careful but no one thinks to test you guys and then you guys are okay yeah.
1: Home. yeah but i think um i think that the role back then was as long as like you did your two weeks isolation yeah uh, and when, and you didn't show symptoms yeah they didn't even like worry about you being asymptomatic. As long as you didn't show symptoms, that means you didn't have it. So it's different now.
0: Yeah, you weren't even allowed to. Well, they didn't offer a tests if you don't even yes, show symptoms of being sick. Yeah. But now it's now it's like mm-hmm. anyone can go and get tested. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Um. So the whole time you you feel supported and safe and. Yeah confident that yeah. you know people are doing the best job and helping you out and
1: well um, i think it was more like everyone all the nurses they went like it just felt like it was they did it every day they weren't like blase about it but they were all really calm and everyone was just like oh yeah you look like someone standard that we can treat standard pregnancy yeah. plus covid but it's fun yeah, um know. And then when the emergency C-sections feel, they were like so calm about it as well. Mm. So then I'm like, all right, everyone does this. So I went in feeling like really calm. Mm-hmm. And even when they were like operating me and I was like having like in my mind, like when they were taking Lyra out and I was having like that suitcase analogy, I was like, yeah, okay, it's fine. <laughs> and then um, so afterwards I saw her, um, they, because there's a sheet over me, so I couldn't see what was happening to me. And then it passed her um, over the sheet to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was such a
0: magical moment. Yeah. So we can go to that. <laughs> Do you remember um, it? Do you remember it, yeah, like, clearly? She, yeah, of yeah, course. Oh, yeah,
1: pretty clear. I just, like, heard – I mean, I felt, like, a tug took her out. Um, And then, like, at first, like, I didn't hear her crying or anything. <laughs> And then like she started crying and then they like, like you know lowered her to me yeah. and it was like so beautiful she had like the biggest eyelashes she had a full head of hair she yeah. had fingernails so i'm like oh i can't believe it's already been like made like she's already shared all these things yeah, yeah and she had like she opened her eyes a little bit as well so i was like oh this is so nice like yeah i don't it's it's special although like i didn't feel anything like extra after that, I was just like, this is, like, really nice. Mm. But I didn't, like, feel an overwhelming sense of, like, I don't know, something. You know how, yeah, like, I know
0: what it's you supposed to be really, really magical.
1: But um, I just yeah. felt like this is so, so nice. Um, I can't wait for Tom to meet her. Yeah,
0: it's such lovely. a weird situation.
1: I can't believe it came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We knew we are having mean, a girl. Um, I had my 20-week scan. Mm. And, um, yeah, and then that's when they told us.
0: Did you see on the scan that it was a girl? Did they show you? Um Yeah, so they showed um
1: the underside of her. They're just like, oh
0: look, it's a girl. <laughs> I heard um they to know that it's a girl because the the vagina underside looks like a hamburger. And I was like, what? I don't understand. So when I Google ultrasounds of a girl, it literally looks like a like, a hamburger like like two buns on top of each other really? i'm like that's why it's called a hamburger that's so <laughs> wow. what
1: does it, i haven't even checked out what a boys look like
0: i don't know i i didn't look i was just like hamburger hey. what yeah. no. <laughs> i might look later mm. yeah um so what were you doing that whole two hours while you wait so you were just holding and nursing lyra Yes,
1: uh, so she latched on straight away, I was nursing her um, and then there was two midwives that were just surrounding me mm. um, and just checking my vitals and just having, like, a chill conversation with me and to each other as well. Mm. So we are just, like, there chilling for two hours um, and then by the last, like, 40 minutes I was kind of, like, antsy, like, wanting to get back and I was, like, meditating so that I could just, like, be less be more patient about going back. Mm. Um, I have no idea what they were doing, but chilling with the nurses, talking about, like, how they were, what they were doing. Um,
0: yeah, just mm. chilling. Um, how long did you have to stay for then at the hospital? Uh,
1: so it was, yeah, so we stayed at the hospital, um, I think, for two days, no, two nights, three days. Mm. Um, the first night, because they were so unsure about having visitors, they were just like, look, your partner has to go home and." He can't be with you for the next like three days, and I was like, ah, oh. I was like, kind am of upset, but like I didn't cry anything. I was just like, ah, oh, I was so disappointed. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, look, that's actually quite disappointing. So, um, we'll just like speak to the upper management and see what we can do. Um, so that first night I spent with Lara by myself, and just yeah, it was okay. And, you know, you still, it's still surreal. At that time, anyway, so you're still trying to manage your feelings. Mm. And then uh, the next day, they're like, look, you can have your partner. that we talk yeah. to after management as long as it's him. Um, and he could even stay over in your room. And I was like, okay, yes. So then, like, I told him that morning, at, like, 5, 6 a.m., like, come, I'm really tired. Can mm. you look after the baby? <laughs> and then he came. um and then I had a nap while he came and looked after Lyra. Yeah. And then I woke up like a few hours and she didn't stop crying. And I could see he was just like frustrated. Like, she won't stop crying. And then I took her and like put her on me and then she stopped crying. I think she was just a bit cold. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but that's what happened. And then, yeah, all hungry. Always like either cold, hungry. At one point at, uh, at night, we had like games with us. So we had the game like similar to Scrapple, but you just make lots of words with tiles, and and it was like so pleasant. Like I loved that night because like Lyra was sleeping, and me and Tom were like <laughs> playing this game for like a few hours until she woke up. So that was really memorable. We we're just like spending like time with each other and just knowing that we had this baby. It was just it was just really nice.
0: That's really um,
1: lovely. It was really lovely. It was just like, now, nah, I just recall it every now and then, just think, like, like what a lovely time it was, because we're both like we're tired, but we went through this thing, and then now we're just chilling as a little family together. It was a really nice moment. Whose idea was it to bring the game? Um, I think tom's Tom's get Tom's idea, or um, I think my friend sent me a list of like things to do, or actually, I think it might have been like your podcast, you know the twenty things. That to do like or well, to prepare for you had that yeah. segment.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think that a mix of things. Um, oh my god! Think did you say bring baby pictures or something? Bring what? Or bring something to do. bring. I, remember, I think you said like ah. Uh, okay, well, bring yeah. things, a bunch of things or to entertain.
0: Yeah. yeah, but um, again, so definitely better like, right. because you can share with your yeah. partner and. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. That's a really, yes, that's really fun how was the first night in the hospital by yourself? How, who helped you pick Lyra up, but cause you just kinda had this major surgery on your tummy? How oh, yeah you no, know, help from Tom.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um so the after the major surgery, they did emphasize it was major surgery. Mm. Um, and it's like one of the nurses was just like it's not normal to do this to a person but it's very common to have surgery to take a baby out Mm. she really emphasized that Um, but anyway I was on lots of like pain medication Mm. so when I moved it was um, it was like I could feel like I don't know my body it was in pain but I didn't feel pain but I knew like I was exerting myself a bit so the baby, Lyra, was next to me and, like, every time she cried, I would to pick her up. But then, like, I couldn't keep her on me for too long because I was, like, scared she would be, like, too dependent on me. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the nurses came in and she was like, you know what, she's just a baby. There's, like, no habits yet, so just chill out. I'm like, okay, she can be on me then. Um, yeah. But throughout the night, um, yeah, we, like, you know, nurses are there all night um, going from, like, they have maybe five new mothers. So I had to be patient every time. Like I had to get out of bed. Um, So, but because when I got out of bed, I had to be real slow about it. Mm. Um, I think like at one point, like the nurse was like too slow, so I had to like get out of bed and manage to like get her, change her, do everything myself. But I think um, as a new mother, you kind of just like you do what you have to do. It's fine. Yeah, she's happy. She's healthy. So. Um, yeah. Even though Tom wasn't there, like, yeah, I just did what I did. Mm. Go you. Yeah,
0: that's so good.
1: Oh, cool. I'm sure everyone was like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you <too>, are. <what? laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm really happy to hear how you, you know. Yeah, like, I'm glad that you're such a good mother while doing your business. Thank you. And, like, and you're so good with your business as well. Because um like when, when she sleeps at night you still work. Like that's that's props to your ethic um your work ethic and then like your I don't know, just you being a mother and a good one as well. Like oh,
0: thank you. I'm really
1: happy for you that you can actually say that for yourself and show it as well. It's it's really good.
0: Thank you. Um I try. I just I hope that one day she'll see um that, you know, that our babies would see that we work hard for the things we love you know yeah our business and them yeah, yeah. Mm. um how was your first night at home with lyra and tom uh so our first night was good we have um
1: so a rescue pit bull <gasps> and rescue and pit bulls do you know that their history they're actually nanny dogs so they started like out uh, um being bred to look after children or be like accompanied children at the wow. start yeah i didn't but know that because of their look yeah but because of their look they um just in their powerful jaw um they just started turning them into fighting dogs yeah. but really they're they're not they're actually like really sooky, really lo-
0: yeah. lovable, and they love people I guess, I guess because they're cute <laughs> not because oh yeah yeah <laughs> I'm like cute oh, <laughs> not like oh my god awesome. <laughs> I wanted to oh, right. okay.
1: make sure so we introduced her to him and then he knew that like he wasn't number one anymore <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah but um no but he's like yeah he's um Manny the dog is really good with her mm-hmm. so sniffing her and or that um but our first night um yeah I think like I didn't sleep I kept like watching her to see she, the typical mother thing you just like, like yeah. watch them all night just to make sure they're like alive yeah then Tom was like you know you should just like have a sleep and then wake up if she cries I'm like but what if she doesn't cry because she's not alive <laughs> Oh um, my God. yeah so I think
0: it was, like <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it was
1: like up for the next few nights and then I was just like all right I think she's fine I can like close my eyes for a bit
0: mm,
1: yeah mm. so like me and Tom took turns um holding her and feeding her because I was like half breastfeeding and half um expressing so he could like mm. bond with her while feeding her as well and she took the bottle straight away as well mm. but too much
0: yeah. <laughs> I planned for that I was like, okay, Dan. So I'm just gonna do a um, 10 p.m. feed, right? And then um, I'll express, and then I'll go to sleep, and then you can do the 2 a.m. feed with the bottle. And Yay. this was our plan before the baby, but like once Akira like, comes, that yeah. just went through the window. Um, yeah, so I, yeah. I wish that we would push more for the bottle, but we've just been told. Um. By, we've been told by all the midwives to not go for the bottle until the baby's at least six weeks um, just so they can latch on, you know, to you perfectly. But yeah, I I think that if we introduced the bottle earlier, like everyone Mm. else that we came across, you know, when they do both feeding, I think we would have, Dan would have been able to help more with feeding, which he he, he, um, was disappointed about not being able to help me more. His head he said because yeah yeah came from his manly um, chest area. So <laughs> um, but yeah no that's um, lovely.
1: I only went to the bottle as well because um like because I've eczema and like mm-hmm. every, because she was just like latching on it like it became worse. So I didn't want her to like you know drink. <laughs> like bits of blood, or yeah, or just yeah. it didn't go to that point, but I was like really scared, it was really dry, and cracked, but more cracked than like to the point it was like hurting. Mm. Um, so that's why I did take a break from like feeding and giving her to Tom with my express milk. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, like I was saying to you, like I only could feed her like breastfeeding for like a good three weeks, and then she really loved the bottle, mm. <laughs> and that's. I couldn't breastfeed anymore so yeah but still like a fed baby best yeah exactly and i did get a chance to breastfeed her so it was yeah. nice well, yeah. I, and I you did. wanted that
0: yeah. Yeah, you told me you you wanted to give that a go yeah yeah which is good so yeah. how how is lara now how's your little family yeah uh so
1: we're good i think um Like some people say it's the worst time to like have a baby during this time, but it's actually been nice because, you know, you're in your little bubble anyway and you don't really want to go out. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're not missing out on anything. Um, So now um, my mom and my mother-in-law are helping us caretaker during the week. So Tom and I are working full time at home. Mm -hmm. um so that's how I'm able to do lots of things Mm -hmm. like I've had like a few mothers tell me like how can you bake how are you able to bake
0: yeah I want to see your stories how do you bake this yeah
1: (laughs) yeah and um how am I how am I working like that's the reason why so I have to like let everyone know that I'm not like a super person at all um, we're having lots of help and mm. like I told you we're living near my parents now. So mm-hmm. my mum comes over like three times a week to help and mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so that's why that's how we're all keeping sane. Like yeah. me, Tom, the dog we're able to walk in every day. So yeah. I think that's like the beauty of having like, you know, nice like Asian family.
0: Yeah. yeah. Everyone likes to stay, to be close and everyone likes to help. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's good to have support. Yeah, 100%. We're mm.
1: really, really lucky.
0: Yeah. I'm really happy. Lyra is like a really happy
1: baby and she's like hitting all the milestones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's all.
0: <laughs> I really enjoy talking to you today. That's a really lovely story and it's interesting, you know, I'm sure other people would think the same uh, what, with the last episode and your episode how um you both had babies during the pandemic yes yeah yeah um and yeah i really enjoyed today's story and thank you so much for your time and i hope you had a good time too sharing with us oh yes oh of course it was such a pleasure Um, do you have any advice um for someone who uh, (laughs) in your situation as a small business owner
1: well if you can carry other brands it should um but i am i don't know don't be so hard on yourself with your business if you have to like you can like work at night without burning yourself out and do it Mm. i don't think that's the best advice
0: but um, i feel exactly the same and i would give the same advice actually you're the worst critique of yeah. yourself, and Dan says yeah. this to me all the time, and I say this to me all the time. Don't be so hard on yourself, and don't set too high expectations. Just yeah, take it. You know, take it easy. Take it as it comes.
1: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Mm.
0: Because when you bear yourself out, it's it's not fun for you and everyone no. around you.
1: Yeah, um, but also maybe I can add um, that, like, it's okay to, like, take time for yourself and be selfish. Like, I'm going to say that I'm not, like, those self-sacrificing mothers, But I don't think I want to be. And I don't think I could be, like, a stay-at-home mum because I like working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think there's, like, yeah, a part of that with the self-sacrificing mum. Mm-hmm. And um, but I'm like, the best mum I could be. So mm-hmm. I suppose just like, do do you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. You do what's best for you and your your family. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again uh, for your time today. And um, I hope everyone's listening to today's episode. Enjoy this episode and the podcast. Uh, Please give us a subscribe on itunes or spotify and leave um you know 10 million stars and good feedbacks and reviews uh you can only go up to five but if you have the option of going to 10 million stars then please do um thanks again julie <laughs> oh, thank you such a pleasure Bye, Bye. Bye.